Damn you, Chase Legler. I just want to say one thing, too, to all of our fans and, and customers for, for all the support and love that you do show us. It, it means a lot. I, I think the too long didn't read version of what Luke just went on was that... our way to say that that we love you guys and we appreciate what everyone's going through and uh you know we're, we're all in this together here we are welcome back saunder stories uh pnp what chapter shit um <laughs> you gotta be prepared man you knew Four, i could see it in your I face know. too as soon as i started well, talking 43 i'm guessing no, no, it's, no we, yeah. we're at least 46 i think it's right. 48 i think so okay yeah. Okay. I think Carmen's was 47. Well, 40-something. Yeah. Uh, one of, We're approaching 50. Yeah, one of our last episodes of season two. We should do something fun for 50. Okay. Yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and today we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, our brand a little bit. We've got um, Jen Meisner uh, here with us. Um, obviously, we've got Chase. Uh, P&P across from me. Yep. And we've got some in-studio guests. Um, I'm not sure. how. <laughs> Kevin, are you slugging a beer right now just to get mentally prepared to be on air or what? Uh, efforting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Connell, Adam Armstrong, our, uh, our legal counsel uh, from BCVA Law. Uh, but more than that, uh, more than that, friends of ours. Uh, we don't need legal counsel for the podcast, I don't think. That is a very funny idea. <laughs> friends of the program. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, and I, I noticed both of you just cracked extra beers right when we, we went live. Um, feel free to, to chime in whenever you want, uh, or you can just be, uh, in the background. So, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. All right, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Always. Um, all right. So today, Danny, this was your idea. It's a great idea. Uh, you wanted to bring Jen on board here for this, this show and talk a little bit about uniquely crafted that moniker, that, that, uh, branding piece for us uh it's very much who we are it's very much uh something we believe very strongly in. actually it's uh kind of appropriate that adam and kevin are here because it is one of our trademarks mm-hmm. um uniquely crafted is something that uh we own the mark of um and it was something that we um pursued uh legally being a, a um a registered trademark for us before we ever opened our doors it was something we felt very strongly about that it helped tie everything together. Uh, So I think it's a great idea. Um, Jen, why don't you just kick us off? So what does being uniquely crafted uh, mean to you? So, so when, when somebody says Sonder is uniquely crafted, what does that, what does that mean from a branding perspective to you? From a branding perspective, um, you guys are going to have to help me a little bit, fill in some of the, the gaps in my memory, but it takes me back to when, 
we were sitting in, I think it was my living room. Yep, on the sticky couch. On the sticky couch. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't sticky from us. No, 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 no. Well, it kind of was. Long we all story. sweat. I mean, we, we sat on that couch for all of our meetings before we ever had a building. And, uh, That's that, true. <laughs> stand up and be yeah the name the name it was a, it was this leather couch i was gonna say is it just because it was leather yes yeah. yes but every time every time chase and daniel would sit in the same two spots and it was like in the summer they'd be wearing shorts right so like half of their leg skin was on uh the couch and they would stand up and you just hear <laughs> every yeah. single time i remember the first time too i stood up i'm like ah oh, it's gotta be a fat thing and then, <laughs> and then daniel stood up and he like, yeah, the same thing, yeah, same thing happened. <laughs> it's gotta be a fat thing <laughs> yeah yes, so we were yes, sitting yes. on the we were sitting so we were, in, in your, we were sitting on the sticky couch and we were talking about basically what do we want this brewery to be basically yep. um how, how are we gonna set ourselves apart and of, of course, Chase chimed in, and he's like, I want whatever we say. It needs to be scientific. And we're all like, ooh. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how we make this scientific. What's I don't know if we can do scientific. Yeah. But he's like, it, he's like, it has to be about details, and it has to be, you know, about the process. And we're all like, oh, how do you, how do you say that to a consumer without mm-hmm. getting too scientific? And so we had a lot, we really had a long discussion about this when we started talking about it. And Over many meetings. Yes. I mean, it wasn't just yeah. something that we just uh, sat down and thought of. And I think through all of it, everything we all wanted was um, to, be, to be unique in the market, but also to make things the way we wanted to make them and specifically not like other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not, not true to style, but also our own spin on everything and our own um, way of creating each beer. Um, and that's kind of, I think, how we came up with uniquely, specifically. But then crafted was was also part of the discussion. And for, I think, our entire team, it just means uh, there is a craft in brewing. This is mm-hmm. something that is specifically you have to work on it's not like, you know, you grab a piece of wood and you whittle into into a bear on the first day, right? This is years and years and years of experience and doing it over and over again, hopefully never messing it up, Chase. <laughs> but I'm sure that, <laughs> But a craft is obviously something that you do over and over again and, and you really hone down to what it's going to be, but it's also creativity. It's utilizing your entire team and everyone on the team's input even if someone has to make the final decision but you you take it all in and you you use a creative you use a creative process and so um I don't know if that kind of sums it up but it but it for us it was a process in coming up with the two words but also how it definitely fits our team and the beer that we make and yeah I think the craft side of it kind of um uh encompasses like all the sides of, of brewing and, and, and how I view it as the artistic, the scientific, the little bit of alchemy involved, um, the process driven side of it. So for me, it's like, you know, it's all combined to, to, to what we do in terms of making a, a product of, of beer. Yeah, this is our craft, right? And, and, and each of us um, within our teams and in, in, in the element of the organization, each of us has a different place within that craft. 
that our craft is uniquely creating a high a high quality product and getting that to consumers. And that starts all the way from the brewing process down to making the labels, to marketing this, to then selling it to people. We have a unique way of doing it. Um, and and all the way from start to finish, we believe that it is uniquely crafted. So, so Jen, when you're creating, we talk about it all the time, you, we make all of our label designs in-house. Um, you, you personally go through that process. Um, how does the idea of it being uniquely crafted affect the way your mind works when you sit down from scratch, oftentimes without an idea? So, you know, sometimes we'll give you William Goat's easy, right? Hey, we want to have a goat on here. He wants a persona. Make it happen. That's a little bit different than nocturnal which is a uh, label that you're designing right now for a beer that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks um and and you have to co- you have to start from scratch with that right there's no yeah. ideas and oftentimes you'll send it to the team and it'll go through different iterations sometimes you send it out and it's it, you, we know right away that's the one so how does the idea of uniquely crafted fit into your mind as you're designing those labels um obviously there's always a lot of different ways you can come at us at a problem right so I'm not going to talk about my age, but I am probably the oldest one here. <laughs> and so I can look Ke- back Kevin's on. here. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I think you look great for 31, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time I think about one of our labels, it, it has to fit the team. It also has to fit how we feel about drinking the beer itself. Like how are, how are people going to be drinking this beer? Are they taking it canoeing? Is that the only thing they're ever going to do with it? Or, you know, is there more to it? Um, Obviously for years and years and years, I feel like most beer labels are specifically geared towards men. They are the largest consumer in the market. So I'm not going to say that everything is driven by someone's gender, but there is some element of making it neutral so that it's not offensive to anyone and we try not to make it offensive to anyone um, so that all people can sort of appreciate it and somehow in some way um, connect with it other than just seeing the beer name and the style. I, I, I always want there to be some kind of emotional connection. Um, we have a pretty clean look and feel, so we're never going to, really probably do anything that's extremely out of that um, realm. Um, And again, um, even though I am an artist, I mostly design quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have a lot of time to do hand drawings anymore, but um, that's part of it as well. We've done 100 beers, I think, or more. 15 or so. 115. Yeah, not all have had labels. Not all have had labels, but between the creative process, even of just... Even just the slide-in, right? You have to make make it look right on our board in the tap room. Coming up with a name. name. Every beer has almost a persona, even if it's just in the tap room or just on social media. So it's all got to kind of flow together. Mm -hmm. Um, And and oh, by the way, you have to get it done in 15 days. Right. (laughs) Right. And now, especially in this environment, right, where to your point, you have to allow for the right amount of lead time for um, labels and or the design for the tap room or if, you know, 
goodness, if we're doing merch for it, you got to add the extra time there and, and other things. So yeah. it is something that you have to be relatively flexible with and, and agile and, and be able to yeah. do it on the fly. Um, I think uh, from my perspective, Uniquely Crafted is as much a brand as Sonder is from my perspective, right? So yes. I think about, um, so even our mission statement as an organization, uniquely, ha- uniquely crafting high quality beer for all people. So when you're, to your point, when you're going through the label process, there's such an element of this beer has to, has to fit that moniker, right? It has to fit that model. Um, and that's something that uh, I don't, I think, I think we often, um, for us, and I, I would speak for the three of us because we're the only ones at the table, but at the entire organization, I think often the art of what you're doing just as much as the art of what Chase is doing and making that beer can often get lost, right? It's, we need this beer label and where are we on it and how quickly can we get it ordered when at the end of the day, you know, there has to be a thought process there for making it fit who we are as an organization. Yeah. Usually we talk about uh, new beers that are coming maybe, let's say, two months in advance, sometimes three months. Um, usually we have it nailed down by like two months in advance. I usually start my process at that point um, going through in my head, you know, what type of beer is it? Mm-hmm. What what color is the beer? Those are the basic things, but also then when our team was discussing it, what, what did that feel like? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, is it something like I'm looking at the logger, uh, the operations team, um, Unichelis label, and um, I think we all felt that it needed to have a little bit of nostalgia, mm-hmm. nostalgic feeling about it. So I that rem- I remember you saying that when you were designing the label that you wanted it to have like a beer from like the 1960s feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like beer I, that I mean, a logger, like it's classic, right? It's it's mm-hmm. timeless, and sometimes you just want to have that little bit of nostalgia coming back into the label, even though if seemingly more modern it's cleaner whatever how you however you want to say it but there's a process usually I'll do about a week of discovery looking at other labels making sure we're not ripping anybody off or copying anyone and uh, we do some discovery for names Uh, then I go through discovery for types of art that I can pull in or is it something that I can put together all myself um it, also, it usually takes about a week to pick fonts and make sure we can get the licensing for that. Um, so there's a good three weeks of just before you even start with drafts or putting the artwork together. Um, and then, of course, I let our team, because I, I'm a firm believer in that your first rendition is never your last rendition. Um, I go back to one of the... Uh, professors I had in art school and our entire project was take something and do something to it and then do something else to it. Huh, that's good. And the, and it's always stuck with me because it, his point was, look, the first lines you put on paper are never going to be the, f- the finished product. So always take the time to work through the process. And I really, truly feel like our team putting input on the labels has been a huge part of the end result. And that's um, true even of beers that we've released multiple times, right? So yes. the Blanc label continues to change over yes. time. Rally Cap changed over time. You know, it, it's Voss has, has evolved. You Betcha has evolved mm-hmm. all the time. And I think that's something also that 
uh, can get easily lost in translation or glazed over is that it that is something that you are continuing to hone in on every time. I can't imagine. I always joke about this. I can't imagine for you. Every time you pick up that label, are you are, are you <laughs> critical of it every time and looking at oh maybe this could change or I should have done this or even if you're looking at another label, are you looking at it going well? Why did they do this? How is that in your mind? I can't imagine that. Because for me, most of the time, it's, oh, this is cool. Click, opens it up, drinks beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. What is that like for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, <laughs> does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. I, I do change the labels, yeah. <laughs> I do change the labels, uh pretty regularly um, adjust. It also depends on the printing company that we use. Sometimes yellows aren't real easy to get um, when you gain print, um, which means you're printing with other companies' print jobs. And there's a gentleman or a lady there who's looking at the colors and they're making a general statement on what all the colors should be. But um, yellows are generally hard. So I, I try to pick yellows based on the way they're going to come out from the printing company. And, so, and sometimes I still adjust that. You know, if it came out a little bit more green than I wanted, then I'll adjust it for the next time. So, and, and Meanwhile, I'm over here. Yellow is yellow. Right. Green is green. Well, Chase, your shirt is green. So is Adam's. Well, and, like, the, the thing that I always get lost on, and, like, Jen has to explain this type of stuff to me a lot, is, you know, the difference between how something looks on your computer is going to be different than how it shows up in print. And you have to you have to play to that, right? So like how it looks on, yeah, the computer is going to look different than with the glossy label versus the matte label. Or if we're putting it on a poster, like that's going to look different too. So like playing and adjusting to what you're printing to is always something that Jen does a great job of. Yeah, and that's something that Chase. I don't know about you, but for me, I don't that that, that thought process would never even cross my mind of yeah, it might look different not on my computer. Right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's the same. It's the same same thing Chase is going through with the beer when he brews it, and oh, by the way, now we need a sixty barrel batch. Well, that's going to look a little different. We're going to have to adjust the recipe mm-hmm. a little bit, or, or the brew process, however however that looks. But it's the same kind of thing that it's the same kind of process we go through for mm-hmm. for putting the labels together and. And, and oh, by the way, not just labels, right? So, Danny, you mentioned it, posters. That's where... I, so, yeah, really, or, or all, all the marketing. Clothes. Even. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've, you've got merch. You've got stuff that's going into our retail partners, tin tackers, glassware. There's yeah. all kinds of things that, Jen, your, your fingerprint touches when it comes to the design of it. Uh, that, that, again, your, your mind must, when you look at this stuff, must just go uh, uh, crazy. I mean, <laughs> for me, I, I can't imagine... Uh, I mean, does it make it tougher to enjoy the product, or is it? Is oh gosh, it... no! I love the beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You uh, can put it in any can. I'll, I don't mind, <laughs> including the non-labeled exactly. low fills. That I, we're I was going to ask: Does it bother you that we're drinking low fills that are not labeled? No, not at all. <laughs> Danny, Danny, what's it like for you? So, what does uniquely crafted mean for you uh, as an extension in, in Jen's team and and running the social media and the podcast and everything else? How do you take the uniquely crafted brand itself and and emphasize that in what we do? I think it adds a lot of depth. Uh, I think, you know, we definitely didn't take the easy route as far as, you know, our brand as a whole. 
with everyone having a unique story and all of our beers having a name that resembles a story and how much purpose we put behind all of our branding like definitely was not the easy way to go about it but it gives our brand a lot of depth and it makes it easier to relate to people and to create experiences for people because of our brand and like specifically uniquely crafted what it means to me is that everything we do and all of the everything that we do has purpose whether it's what we're brewing, how we're brewing it, what we're naming a beer, what the label looks like, you know, changes among our team, it all it all goes into this big sphere of uniquely crafted. What we craft is unique, and it's for everyone. So I just think overall it gives our brand a lot of depth, and it's probably the most underrated portion of our brand. That kind of going into 2021, want to push a little bit more. I haven't exactly figured that out. This is probably step one right here, but... Um, just pushing that a bit more because I think, you know, I want Uniquely Crafted to be synonymous with Sonder. We're not there yet, but working towards it, and it's probably my favorite part of our brand. I, I love it. Um, I love that it's on our glassware. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you that it's uh, probably an opportunity for us to push a little bit more. Um, and that's, by the way, uh, still a young uh new undeveloped company brand as you as whatever words you want to use there um, I think it's pretty normal I think it's something that we all would agree uh, is something that can continue to elevate our brand and we're all passionate about it too right like we've all talked about what uniquely crafted means to us and it all uh, it all means something a little different to all of us right that's right yeah. so I think specifically to my job right it's you know making sure that the little things matter and the little things adding up and not skipping steps, right? Whether it's, you know, every detail on our website or, like, crisp pictures, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, that all matters to me because of how much depth our brand has. I don't want to skip steps. I don't want to take the easy way, ra- easy way out on anything. It's, you know, making all of that matter. What, what does it mean to you, Chase? What is, what is uniquely yeah. crafted as a part of our brand mean to you? So I, I, I touched on the crafted side. The uniquely is, is easy as well for me because – uh, it, it's quite simple. Nobody has the same brew house that we have. Nobody has the same fermenter design style that we have. Our process is very unique. It's different. Um, and, and, it's, and to be clear, that's because you designed most of that. Yeah, so, yeah. so we went with uh, Quality Tank Solutions out of uh, Wisconsin because uh, they had price quotes for, you know, uh, brew houses that you could essentially buy off the shelf. Um, and QTS, uh, we, we worked out a deal where I could design – uh, the P&ID, the piping and the instrumentation diagram, the way I wanted it without having, you know, to get charged for X amount of welds. Like, you know, hey, I'm adding an extra weld here. Like, yeah, we paid extra if we added a valve here and there. Um, but as far as the design of the actual brew house, they didn't charge me for that. And I also didn't, you know, talk about it being separate to us as, as, as well. You know, they could share that. They can use that for other breweries if they would like to. Um, so that was a compromise that, that we made. Do you know if they have by chance? I do not know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, so I can't touch on that. Yeah. I was just um, curious. It's a sidebar, but I was just curious. Yeah, I would be too, but <laughs> uh, I should have talked to the. I probably should have talked to these guys before that happened. But, um, but I mean, literally, be, be, before we even uh, signed on to who we were going to go with, with our, our brewers manufacturer and take manufacturer, I already had the P&ID uh, written up on, on paper. Um, so to, 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 to create that and put it on an actual proper, um, P and ID was super cool to, to see and to see that grow. And, 
and to know that no other brewery has the same system that we have, the same process with, you know, the way our, our hot liquor tank works. Um, so that for me was uniquely because no other brewery is going to have that. Absolutely. I, I love sharing this part of the story. I don't even know if you know that this is part of my tour. So anytime I give somebody a tour at the brewery, I share that part, yep. right? That this is uh, one of my partners and, and uh, our chief operations who runs all of this designed everything you see, right? So everything you're looking at. All the way down to, this is an example I always use, we know that our carbon filter, for it to be effective to what it's supposed to do, has to be at a certain PSI. Well, every 90-degree turn from our water line reduces 2.8 PSI per 90-degree turn. (laughs) And it comes in at a certain PSI. So my favorite, this is so, I don't know if I've ever shared this story. The first time I ever went to your house, the one y'all were renting in Loveland, Okay, you had this giant oversized whiteboard that I had gotten from Fast Track, yeah, uh, bid FDA, yeah. and I bought it for like nine cents, and it was like eleven foot long. Yeah, I think it's still in my basement right now. <laughs> it was so big, it would barely fit in the back of my. Uh, at the time, I was driving a, an SUV, and it would barely. I had to put all the seats down for this one whiteboard. Chase is like, "You gonna use that?" And I was like, How? "Dude, I don't know. It was nine cents. I'm planning on selling it." He's like, "I'll take it." Like, okay. So he takes it. The first time I go over to his house, he's got it sitting on on another tabletop, like what we're talking about right now. And it's four times the size of that. So it's wobbly. It's all over the place. And he has papers taped all the way to the back where he's drawing out (laughs) our pipe system for the brewery on this whiteboard. And it took up like a third of the basement. It was unbelievable. And that was one of the examples he used was our water comes in at X PSI. And it's got to go around all of our tanks, through all of, the, all of the architecture of the building, down into the carbon filter. And it's got to hit at a certain PSI, but it loses 2.8 per 90 degree turn. See that? And he designed the entire thing. So that's like, the unique, that is the that uniquely. Is that, right. That's right. That so is for, the, the uniquely. So for yeah. what Chase is that's looking fun. at uniquely crafted, our brew house is uniquely crafted, our beer is uniquely crafted, our labels are uniquely crafted, Everything we do with our social media is uniquely crafted. Danny, to your point, it's such a a key element of our brand that we all feel strongly about for different reasons that I think it is a huge opportunity for us uh, to probably talk more about it. Yeah, it's funny. I I imagine Chase hearing Jen talk about labels is the way that we just heard him talk about <laughs> designing a brew house from him. <laughs> I could I could never in a million years do that. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. We, we went to Wisconsin <laughs> before you say what you're going to say. I got, go ahead. You go ahead cuz my story might take longer. Well, full transparency. I, I didn't know either. I mean, I never Chase <laughs> <laughs> has just been faking it till he makes it. It's <laughs> like so you guys were, you know, we we're starting this brewery up. It's like Shit, these guys are really lying. I'm able to fuck up. I have a theory that everyone is just faking it until they make I, it. I was going to say, I think all four of us have sure. had those moments. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Night terrors. Uh, <laughs> Justin's got four kids. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fifth on the way now? Uh, no, no, don't you put that on. Was it one too many 90s? We... The first time we went to Wisconsin uh, to meet with um, QTS, Quality Tank Solutions, Chase is like, I I would love for you to come with me. We'll spend a couple extra days. You can see more of New Glarus. And I was like, heck, yeah, I I absolutely want to go. 
We go up there, and the first day we met with them. We got there that mo- I think we got there that day. No, we got there, and then the next morning was our meeting. So we went in the next day. We drove to to Oconomowoc. Uh, yep, Oconomowoc. Uh, that's right. Thank God Chase said it. Yeah, that's right. It's very Wisconsin. It's the most Wisconsin. Normal Wisconsin time. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't have gotten that right. Yeah, no way. No way. I was just going to pretend like I knew the town, but I didn't say it right. until he said it's it. It's phonetically how you spell it, too. It's weird. Like, I uh, could, okay. like I'm, I'm a horrible speller, but I can actually spell that town. <laughs> that's like a lot of Wisconsin towns, though. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Milwaukee yeah. is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. So we were we were in that meeting and it was like a nine hour meeting. I mean, we were there. It was a long time. This is the, the entire time. Did we sign on with them yet or no? Yeah, we had. Okay, we okay. had. It was right after we had signed on. The entire time, they're going, they're going through all the P and ID stuff that Chase is talking about. I I actually did not know what P and ID stood for until you just told me. Until you just said that. <laughs> Here, <laughs> oh, like right now, <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it stood for. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. I just always called it the pipe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking all the pipe stuff, and I'm telling you, man, every time Jimmy Jean would say something, or or whoever was in the room would say something, he'd be like, "Well, technically not, because this." And I think I was probably texting with Jen and Daniel at the time, like. We have the best partner in the world. This yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> you were on your phone a lot, too, and I was like, I wonder what he's doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I, I... Well, I wasn't adding a ton of value in that. Well, I love Jimmy yeah. Jean. She's the, she's the president of QTS. I, I love her, but, um, yeah, she definitely... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely frustrated her at, at, at times. Yes, sure. yes. <laughs> but we ended up with, with this, Yeah, right? Sure. And, and so yeah. it was all worth it. Thanks to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'm curious if either one of you, Adam or Kevin, if either one of you have a thought on this. So from your perspective as partners of ours for, for many years, the first, in fact, the first conversation I ever had about Sonder before it was ever known as Sonder was with Adam uh, in April of 2016, which is wild to think about now. We, we wouldn't even open until 2018. This was before Daniel and I had had a conversation, before Jen and I had a, had a conversation, before Chase, uh, you were uh, even a known person in my mind. Um, I googled uh, <laughs> brewery startup brewery lawyers or something like that, and uh, somehow I don't know if you guys had had an ad or whatever it was, but somehow uh, Ohio Beer Council had popped up, and so I just was like, "All right." Well, I think we were the only <laughs> only lawyers foolish enough to. to Put something out there on the actual internet. <laughs> <laughs> so our our SEO was really strong. <laughs> well, well I, I called and and I was like, uh, somebody answered the phone because it was with your previous firm, I believe, at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else had answered the phone. I was like, I'm calling about this Ohio Beer Council, <laughs> and she patched this uh, woman patched me into Adam, and we had a conversation. And and, and it's really funny now to talk about it because. Now I realize that you guys probably get a ton of those after our conversations. You probably get a ton of people who's like, I'm thinking of doing this, and then it never goes anywhere. Yeah. And uh, Adam and I had a probably 20-minute conversation. I remember it because I was coming home from a golf outing, and um, I just vividly remember the conversation. And uh, a week later, we met, and we were... Starbucks. Yeah, we met at Starbucks over here in Mason, and I had a, a very rough draft business plan, and... Then we would later, uh, you would later meet Daniel, and then we, and then Jen was on board, and uh, by September we had an LLC. But it's fun for me 
it's really cool to see you guys up here at the at, at the part of a part of this podcast because for me, literally, you guys were a part of this with me before I even had business partners as as this, and before we had a name, before we had Sonder, and uh, you yeah, guys we- have always always been in our corner and always will be, and and you're. I would say your partners, you're, you're like an extension of my business partners. So from, from your perspective, what is it like to see the uniquely crafted brand as it pertains to Sonder, given that you've seen it in literally every stage uh, I to think today? It, I think it's great. I think one of the, the really strong parts about your business is that you carry through the branding through, through everything. And so obviously with any business – Branding is is a critical part to the business and to growing the business, but I think you guys have maintained the kind of the consistency of the message throughout those years, and so uh, that just continues to to build the brand. And uh, I was listening to Chase talk about the pipe stuff. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say P and ID or pipe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a P, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. So I, I was kind of lost in that conversation, thinking about how really the the uniquely crafted, uh, literal and figurative. You know, it it works both ways, and so it's kind of kind of fun to see that how it does kind of work because uh, the brew house itself is amazing, and if you ever get the chance to come here and and take the Justin tour. I highly recommend it because um, it is unique. I mean, I've, I've we've seen a lot of a lot of brew houses, and uh, you know, your QTS system is state of the art. Um, but it's all all because of that partnership that you have with QTS, and and then your knowledge, Chase, about the system, and you knew what you wanted from the beginning, right? I think gener- you had a general idea, like I want it this way. I want to make this my own, put my own stamp on it. And that's really what you guys do as a brand, you know. And, um, you know, seeing that grow from its infancy to where it is now is pretty fun for us. Uh, As partners in the business, I think that's what we love to see. We just had a conversation with a brand-new client today, and we were actually talking about that. Like, for us, it's, it's, I think, a a lot of fun to grow from the very first conversation to the business as, as it's a going concern and seeing it thrive and succeed, that's really gratifying for us. And, you know, I think in the middle of our careers, when we decided to start doing this stuff, we were looking for something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it, it's really fun to see how that, that's worked for us too, you know. So we're kind of selfish, but. You Plus, know. you get to you get to be a part of working in beer, but still doing what you're what you're trained it's to do. Fantastic! I mean, uh, couldn't have worked out better for us. I don't know if you think they're. Uh, I think Tall Doctor is about to say doctor. something over here. <laughs> I, I have a couple things. So, uh, the the first was, uh, and it has nothing to do with the topic of this podcast right now, and more to do with the story that Justin mentioned about the eleven foot long whiteboard that he purchased for nine cents with the intent to sell that he gave to Chase. And I just, and, and I just wondered, and I just wondered 
did you make any money? Did you sell it to him for 10 cents? <laughs> <laughs> that was going through my head. That was a sunk cost. Okay, that's what I thought. That's, 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 that's what I thought. Nine cents came directly out yeah, of Justin's yeah. pocket. Yeah. So. It was worth it, though. Chase, yeah. still, he still owes him. <laughs> yeah, that was out of petty cash out of Justin's pocket. <laughs> that was part of my what, startup you, capital. You're, you're very benevolent for that, to do that. But, um, no, I mean, I think with, with this, I, you know, I can echo everything that everybody so said here. But I think, from my perspective, you know, being part of part of this team uh, on a legal side, um, the the uniquely crafted for me, uh, we we choked about it before, but it, it does kind of talk to go into our our conversations, uh, which we won't go into. Yeah. But just things we talk about and what's important to you guys, and what plans you have, um, and and things that. That, that work out and things that don't work out uh, and, and what you want to do and what you don't want to do, what's important, what's not important. Um, you know, all of our clients are unique in that, that aspect, but uh, th- there's something different here. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, from, from, our, from our perspective, uh, to be on that side of it and, and work with you and, and be a part of the team to, to, to help you achieve your goals uh, whatever those may be, um, that that that's uniquely crafted to me uh, in the way that you approach it, um, and and what's important and, and who's important on the team to make it happen. Mm. Thanks, guys. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Uh, and for the record, uh, so right now we're all drinking. Um, speaking of uniquely crafted, we talk a little bit about the beer as well. Uh, right now we've got a lot of. Uh, Steamy boys, a lot of Operation Steam. Today was canning day. Not a lot. We're, we're getting out of <laughs> I have a few left. Uh, again, again, this is where in 2020, so, so talk about the Uniquely Crafted. In 2021, Uniquely Crafted uh, video podcasting, video blogs. We're going to be confirming to people that we're alcoholics. When we, when we, when we get I mean, there's a few on the this. table right now, yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was the Rally Cap podcast maybe like a year like when, when we first released rally cap we like had a super long podcast but we were hanging out a little bit beforehand and we like ran out of room we on did. the table did. because of how many rally cap cans we, we also had uh, that was also uh, i believe luke and jeff were a part of that one and so yeah. it just i mean <laughs> yeah after a couple of shifties and <laughs> yeah, moving into yeah. that yeah i'm sure well, the podcast was a riot i mean we work hard so we you know we play hard but we oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and, and I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I have a now that we have Jen on the podcast, I felt like a good question for all of us would be: uh, obviously, we all like all of our labels, but what's everyone's like? Ooh, this is a great like question. top like three labels that we've done. Oh gosh, ooh, this mm. is a great question. I uh, actually I thought about it as we were talking, so I haven't prepared anything either. But I have a couple that like come to mind off the rip. Okay, so rally cap's definitely up there. Okay. I love the like baseball cap, and I just love baseball in general. Yep. The uh, coconut tears label <laughs> always cracks yeah. me up with like the dead coconut next to the one that's crying. <laughs> I know that's not what it's supposed to, but it's how I imagine it. It's very funny to me. Um, and then I had another one. Oh, I love the uh, Schwester and Bruder cans. I think yeah. those are very cool with the uh, like German get-ups. Chase? That's a tough one. I mean – uh, you know, Carmen's Caricade was this release. I, I I feel like that stuff is one of my favorites because it it means you know has sentimental value uh, mm-hmm. to it. Um, but I love like the 
kind of classic. Mm-hmm. Like Operation Steam, I'm staring at it. It's just I, it's very classic. I I love it. Um, uh, man, it's tough. Coconut Tears is hilarious because of the the backstory with Luke and Big Luke. Just the story behind that one's really I good agree. too. <laughs> just just crying up. because he's alone in Brew River. <laughs> uh, Kevin, did you know that uh, toasting coconut will give you the same effect as dicing onions? We didn't either until, didn't Luke, either until Luke, Luke started crying. Luke didn't know it either until he did it. <laughs> Luke's just shedding tears in Brew River's kitchen at like five in the morning. I was <laughs> coconut. I remember the day we were we were having we were having beers at the bar. Yeah, we were having beers at the bar and and we already had the name picked out. It was supposed to be Sondra Joy. Yeah, and, uh, you're right. Luke, Solid name, but not yeah, nearly as yeah. good as Coconut Tears. But, but, but Luke told the story to all of us, and we just started cracking up. And I was like, all right, we have this beer is definitely getting made by, by, by Coconut Tears. Uh, it has to happen. Oh, my God. Um, but I like the, I, I, I like the classic uh, labels, Voss. You know, it's very vintage. Voss is a very strong one, too, I feel yeah. like. So, so, yeah, that's. Family tradition's my favorite, obviously, mm-hmm. for, for obvious yeah. reasons. Those labels are sexy yeah, like as hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Voss is my second favorite, um, also for, for family-related reasons, but also, like Chase, I just love that vintage mm-hmm. that yeah. vintage feel. Shit, uh, yeah, I got to mention my sister's artwork, too. Yeah, you should probably, <laughs> you should probably <laughs> talk about that. You got to rewind this. Rewind. <laughs> you got to rewind this. Uh, that d- definitely my favorite is, is uh, uh, the artwork. <laughs> That my sister created. You can cut this if you want, Danny. <laughs> no, just cut it and paste it. <laughs> Move it around. No, definitely. Ah, damn it. I'm such a yeah. bad breath. Sorry, Brooke. Um, but yeah, definitely hey, my sister. Hey, you remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. We, we've packaged a lot We've of had beers. a lot of beers in package. Yeah. To yeah. be fair. Yeah, yeah my sister's artwork is definitely my favorite by far. Uh, what, about, what about Adam, Kevin? Do you guys have any favorite labels that, that we've... That uh, we've I'm come like up Kato. With. I don't know. I think it's oh yeah, that Rastafarian. Kato's a really Ethiopian good one. Yeah. Look. I, I really dig that. I yeah, do. the beer is great, and I think the logo. I don't know. It just kind of, it, it kind of fits it. That's know? a that's a good call out. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I like the you know, <laughs> you like the non labeled <laughs> Operation Steam beer. And I know yeah. it. The low fill cans <laughs> are my favorite. <laughs> the low fills are classic. I forgot Other about Kato as well because I. Holly Selassie is is a well known person in my heart, and that should be that should be well spoken to. Chase so. <laughs> just likes all of our can right? <laughs> but mainly the ones that Brooke made, right? <laughs> or or, Brooke, or that incorporate Brooke's artwork. Yeah, I, I think the um, the one that the boss stands out to me. I mean, it, to me, it looks it looks like a like a patch. Yeah, yeah. Like on a, I might have missed that when I <clears throat> stepped away for a second. Um, but your family tradition labeling, it's, you know, it's simple. Do you know the backstory on that? I think of Hank Williams. <laughs> so that family, family tradition. tradition. That's, that's not the backstory. But I go know, ahead. But that's, that's, <laughs> I definitely would recommend. So, so uh, for all of our listeners that haven't listened, go back and listen to that podcast. My dad was actually on. It was really cool. But uh, that, is, that is named after a tradition my dad and I have had for many years uh, where on Black Friday we would hunt down Bourbon County. Um, and, uh, I remember one of Chase and I's first conversations. He's like, you like that beer, huh? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I can make one like that. It's like, I can make one better. I'm like, okay, well, we need to do that then. Uh, so that, so family tradition is our, our 
our big release like that. Um, and it's my dad's handwriting. The family tradition is my oh, dad's nice. font. Yeah, I, I never got an email from Dave. You didn't? No. Ooh, I'll see him in a couple. Actually, I'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. I'll bust his straps yeah. about it. Tell him yeah. Danny wants his email. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I know his favorite, but I want him to tell you. Yeah. I, I'll let him know. And then and then, uh, then I'll let you, you talk about it. Yeah, sounds good. That's good. And, and then full disclosure, I'm drinking that right now and uh, agree. Yeah. yeah. You Seriously. love it. Yeah, it's good. incredible. Um, we still need Jen's. I'm tr- yeah, I'm still waiting. I'm still curious. My favorite labels? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say Steam is probably one of my mm. favorite ones mm-hmm. for yep, sure. One. Um, I, I do love Coconut Tears. Um, damn. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate them all after a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not going to lie. But, but I also love them all. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I always want to change them, but can't really do it all the time. We have some cool ones coming up, too. I think I, mm-hmm. I really dig uh, the vibe of the Nocturnal can. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, I dig it a lot. I'm also just so damn excited about that beer. Yeah. I'll tell you guys offline, <laughs> but I'm actually going to be out that week. I'm Uh-oh. pretty I'm pretty mad about it. Like, the, the week it's being canned. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nocturnal, we, can give, we like to give a little bit of teaser yeah. on the podcast. So, Nocturnal is our Schwartz beer. Mm-hmm. Schwartz. Schwartz. A, dar- a dark lager. <laughs> yeah. Black. Um, <laughs> I think we're going. I think I think it's a dark lager, but it's it's a Schwartz beer. But I think we're classifying it as a dark lager. What 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 are we? What, what did we, we decide on that? So, so, <laughs> before we print this label, welcome to one of our operations what did we meetings decide on live so, on the podcast. So the email is still a little bit in limbo, but <laughs> but Schwartz does mean black in in off Deutsch. Mm-hmm. Um, so in but Deutsch. but sales but sales but the sales team wants it to to say dark. Well, the sales team wants black? to pronounce it as dark, <laughs> but I think it should also say, <laughs> I think it should say black in the, in the, in the, in the description. description as well. So we somehow figured out a way to have dark lager underneath the brand and then Schwartz in the description beer. have it say Schwartz beer and black lager. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's All do three. it. We should, we, All should three. Do, we should do that with Blanc as well. Just have like Belgian style wit, white <laughs> ale. Wheat, wheat, this wheat ale. Yeah. Wit. Just do all. Just all, all the all things. Can you well, tell that we have commitment yeah, issues? a whole new category. That's right. <laughs> the reason is because Schwartz, a, a, a Schwartz lager is a difficult style to, to make, in my opinion, and we'll, we'll see how it turns out because this is our first time doing it, and we haven't pilot bearded before. But um, it's a difficult style because you have the bitterness attributions of those roasted and dark malts that can overpower that beer. Um, so you have to be a delicate balance with the darker malts because you have to have it dark, right? Like, I want this beer to be quite dark and almost black. Uh, but to get that color But it's not quite black? Well, I mean, you never really have a beer that's black, right? <laughs> right, I mean, true. Yes, that's fair. absolutely. Yeah, that's yes. fair. Um, especially, you know, it depends what you drink it out it's of. It's the well. presence it, of all it, color. This, <laughs> <laughs> this beer, <laughs> this beer in the mug will be if you have it like a butt, you know, in a mug where you have a larger diameter of it. It's gonna, it's gonna be darker, right? Um, if you drink it in a flute glass, it's gonna look a little bit lighter. But it's very important that um, that it is known as a black lager, in my opinion, because it's a harder style to create with having that balance of of of, of bitterness and drinkability from the dark malts and the hops and everything. So that's why I, that's why I want to make sure it does say black. And it says Schwartz, so it's a Schwartz. It is a Schwartz beer at heart, so it should say black, I think, somewhere in the label. Yeah, we made it work. Okay, I, yeah. I think we went with dark lager on the front. Yeah. And then in the description, it's a, uh, it says Schwartz beer, this dark lager, 
No, no, no this black, black logger. That's black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Jen and I were in sync that week. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not sure if that's the best marketing tool or not. I just. I mean, the sales guys wants to say it's a dark logger because it will sell. Mm-hmm. So I guess I tend to agree with them on that too. Well, that, and that trumps it at the end of the day. But it is a black logger at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> he's, he's not uh, upset about it. Or <laughs> no, I, I'm actually very, very excited for this beer as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I can't wait I'm, to try I'm pretty it. pumped about it. Um, so anyway, that's nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be coming. Uh, it's like early January. Yeah, middle of January. Yeah. Um, it's uh, being canned uh, Martin Luther King Day. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that Monday? Is that's, that the that's 19th? Not, that 18th sounds or? right, actually. Because yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's the 18th. Yeah. Um, perfect. So, uh, so for those that listen, they know it's coming. Um, along with some other, we've got some other fire beers coming in January. Twenty twenty one is gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, and it's starting. It is starting with a bang. Yeah, it's starting off hot for sure. Um, is there anything else? Any final comments before we get into our final segment here? Any final comments on just uniquely crafted overall as a brand? I, I love it. I it's it's one of my favorite parts of our brand for sure. I'm excited to kind of lean into it more and kind of work towards that, like, synonymous relationship between Sonder Brewing. So, um, no, that's why I was excited to get on here and bring Jen on and talk about it, um, kind of get the word out a little bit more. So, Love I it. think we would be remiss without saying how unique our team is and how much that come plays into who, to who we are and what our brand is as well. And I, and I love every new, unique person we bring on the team and, and what they have to offer. So, Love it's it. exciting. It's just, it's just Nice to see everybody, all their talents and weird things people can do. And it's, it's, I agree. Yeah, it's fun too because we 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 employ a lot of unique people for sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. And I love it. It's Such perfect. a loaded statement. <laughs> this this uh, this stew that we have of of employees is it, it's it's phenomenal. It baffles awesome. me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love it so much. It's just like, so true. I mean, I, I mean, your your guys' team is all great and everything, but productions, the characteristics that come out of the production team. Is just <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> you guys have a crew for sure. Yeah, you we do. do. <laughs> you do. That's good. Um, all right, let's hit the last segment. I actually have two things prior oh, or before okay. before our last segment. So I gotta own up to it. Definitely eating pizza with the crust first. <laughs> Is pre-crime. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, oh, oh, so, all right. I can tell by the looks over here. Okay, so it came out on the last podcast. Yeah. I, I was going to make a comment about that. And for those, by the way, for those uh, listening that don't know, uh, Sonder Stories um, has its own Instagram uh, at this point. So we're leaning into the brand a little bit. Um, and uh, so Jen's got a bail, so, so she's not going to be able to be around for the last segment here. I'll send it to you, Dave. Oh, perfect. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Um, thanks for being a part of this, Jen. Um, so uh, <laughs> it came out in the last in the last uh, segment or in the last episode that Danny, while being by himself, yeah, I only do it when I'm alone. Which is, by the way, is the largest sign that you also know that it's pre-crime. <laughs> oh yeah, I, okay. I, I I fully own that it's pre-crime. So so Danny admitted uh, to while he's alone, he will eat pizza crust first. Crust to the middle. Is that is that genius or pre-crime? By the way, Chase said he does it as well. well so I, I do it in a less, a less obvious. I, 
I just make sure that my last bite is. Chase eats like towards the middle, where I go straight crust no, to the I, middle. I eat, I eat the beginning of the pizza from the crust. Jen just said she eats no crust. She but hollered then, from the background, so even she agrees. But then when I get to the crust, I'll bite the crust off, and then I'll have a bite where my fingers are just holding on to the last bit of crust with a lot of the pizza first, itself. First of all, crust is a handle. That's right. That's right. It's just a vessel. It's a vessel to which you get the best part of the pizza to to your face. Three purposes to crust. Handle, number one. (laughs) Number two, palate cleanser. Okay, I can get behind that. Or a dipping vessel. It's just something to dip into the sauce. It's the best part. Save it for last. Oh, no. 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 So, I I got a question. (laughs) (laughs) Not only was it, do I eat crust first... I eat crust to the middle. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Like, to, to, to the middle of the slice, and then you just have, like, a small no, triangle no. at the end? No, no, So, I would, like, the middle of, like, what would be Your the pizza. Your hands are so dirty. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I, I, that, that's what I want to know. What, what, what does crust to the middle mean? No, I just start with the crust and then eat towards what would be the middle of the pizza. So so you so your end is, so, so, so the end is the it's end is just a small, just piece of a triangle? A small triangle? Yeah. It's the best part. You guys, you guys agree this is wild, right? Uh, it's weird. Objection. <laughs> Sustained. You know what? <laughs> so we found out that seventy-five percent of people think that it's pre-crime, which is probably Ooh, fair. Is that what? Okay, we got seventy-five percent that, yeah. that agree with me. Yeah. That that you're uh, and, crazy and agree with me also. Wait, what? I say it's pre-crime. Okay, it's pre-crime. You just admit the fact that. It, yeah. So why do you do it though? Because I gotta know. No, because I it, it's pre-crime for sure, but I still just think that the best part, I save the best part for last. And the crust is the worst part. So here's what I do. Here's what I do. I, I don't love the crust, but I will always dip the crust into something. See, that's fair. I'm into that. I think it's all balanced because the way I do it where you only have a little bit of crust at the end that your, fing- that your thumb and mm-hmm. index finger are holding and you leave a chunk of pizza on it and you finish it. It's like a little bit of crust. Oh, in it. I can get behind this. Yeah. And your hands are clean. Not nearly as bad. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a mini piece of pizza. It's like yeah. the last bit of yeah, joy. <laughs> yes. So so while we're on food oddities. Yes. Also quickly, the middle of the pizza is also the most undercooked part. I like my cheese a little bit golden brown. And the middle doesn't get always golden brown. Don't you always get the top of the pizza broiled so it's it's Yes. Yes. Probably depends on how you're cooking it, right? Yeah. So, so another food oddity. This is not mine, but I witnessed this oh. at a dinner. Which, which I'm hoping this is worse than what I do. No, it, it's just different. And by I the think, way, Adam is a foodie. So, so I think this is genius. Anytime we travel and Adam is around, I always let Adam pick the the restaurant. So this was mm, 12 years ago. Okay. My wife and I were out to dinner with one of her friends from school. For birthday. About 10 or 12 people there. And before drinks were ordered, one of the individuals in our party went to the wait- waitress and said, I would like a piece of apple pie. And she said, <laughs> now? He said, yes, because dessert is the best part of the meal, and I want to make sure that I eat it every time. Now, see, I'm so, out on so that. So he orders that first Hello. everywhere he goes. Is make, that does he do you know do you know does he still do that today? I've met the man once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, I, res- but, I respect that because I am someone that wants to leave the best for last, but... Oh, no, no, he went best first. I know, to make sure that he gets it, but I think I, I think I always have a grasp on, like, how much food I want to eat. So if I want to have apple pie, I know how much to eat prior. Oh, I, I cannot do that. I have yeah. no self-control in anything in life. I, I'm so gonna you speak. should do that. You should get the best part in, first. In theory, but I don't think the dessert's the best part. I'm That's fine fair. with dessert, but I want, like, if I'm going out, I, like, to me, like, if I go to Jeff Ruby's, the best part is not the, the creme steak. brulee at the yeah. end. It's it's the cowboy ribeye. I feel you. Right? That's yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, but th- this was something I'd never seen before, and it was like, that's wild. I respect it. It, it, it makes weird, it but. makes some sense. I don't. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it does make some sense it, for that logic. I also love that that was 12 years ago, and it has imprinted in your mind. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it dulls the palate, though. It's too much. I agree. It, it, it does your palate for your main course, which is a larger amount of Ooh. meal. That's fair. So I feel like it discourages from the main meal. Uh, I will say after we went to that restaurant that he probably was right because the meal wasn't very good. Oh, well then, yeah. But the, but the apple pie was good? Did but you try apple pie? I didn't. Okay. And he knew that. He might have. He might have been there before and said, yeah, the food sucks, but the apple pie's great. He might have. And, and, <laughs> and I'm being very general. It, it could have been strawberry shortcake, whatever the dessert was. Apple. Hold on, slide that over there. Yeah. So, why'd so, you choose apple pie? It's it's a fair question. Was it apple pie, or or were you just saying apple curious. pie? I don't recall. <laughs> Hold on. So now now we're getting into the psyche of Adam Armstrong. So in your mind, the first dessert that popped up was apple pie. It is, <laughs> and it's one of my least favorite desserts. <laughs> What is okay. your favorite dessert? I would go pecan pie. Ooh, pecan, uh, uh, pecan pie is better than apple pie. Peanut crumb, butter pie is the best. Crumb, crumb brulee is the Ooh, best. Crimp, cr- I love crumb brulee. I okay. would disagree. So, <laughs> I also sweet. like like a banana cream pie or a coconut cream pie. Oh, so we had this we, we had a conversation about today. coconut today, and and Kevin Connell described coconut as eating what hair. Oh wait, what? Exactly. That doesn't even make sense. It's disgusting. That's wrong. I'm sorry. With you. Coconut tears is a beer. Fantastic. Coconut almond joy combination, not good. So you don't like just coconut in general? Correct. Dude, I can eat shaved coconut with a spoon. I'm not much of a coconut guy either. No. I really? like. I like. It truly is one of those things you love it or you hate it. I'll yeah, do. I'll I do a. Co- I'll do a coconut tears like the day it gets canned. Like I'll do one. Like ten ounce pour, but then I'm not really. See that'll that'll be thing. a beer that I take four or five four packs home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a texture thing for me. Not so really. My thing. Okay. The beer. It's the, actually a taste thing fine. for me. The beer's, the beer's great. I love the beer, but to me, it's with the food. It's the texture of the food. I can't stand it. But, it's okay. like, but it's like eating hair. Uh, yeah, but I, I, see, I, I think everybody can. The analogy's uh, a bit off. I, exactly. <laughs> I think everybody else here can agree that it's not like eating hair from a <laughs> texture standpoint. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, I've never really eaten well, I was hair. Say, so okay. I, <laughs> the same texture as like shaved carrots, like right, which is also not like hair. There's too many like fibers in there. I Chase has been waiting for an hour to bring up carrots. He <laughs> <laughs> was trying to find a way to loop carrots into this conversation. Chase is all about the carrots. He is. He is. There's a bucket of carrot juice right there. That's right. That's <laughs> there's a bucket word. <laughs> Our low fill bucket actually has our carrot juice concentrate for Carmen's carrot cake. <laughs> no, I, it's very random. I did not fill this bucket up. All right, my uh, so I have another one. So okay. I, I got in the office today, um, and I had a letter on my desk. I was like, okay, 
Um, it was from our friends at Nostalgia Brewing, Sean. Nice. Uh, he sent us a $75 Taco Bell gift card to the Sandra Stop Stories Stop it. Yeah. All right. Our guy. Yeah. Sean, shout out to you, my guy. Yeah. Sean, Sean White, uh, you are the man. He sent me a text a few weeks ago. He's like, I sent you guys a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's the only way to do this, right? The only fair way to really do this is we'll use the gift card for a meal for one of our podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, I'm taking that Well, it's card. $75. So it's like, like it's five meals. I was about to say, it's a lot of meals. <laughs> you guys aren't getting the right thing. Taco, <laughs> Taco Bell's more than you think. It's more than five meals, isn't it? $75? Well, <laughs> Taco Bell? Well, it's like 10 I, meals. No, if you get like four uh, cheesy goody crunches. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're talking. Justin, how, how much is your average Taco Bell order? Just you. Just me? Yeah. Um, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. It's like is going it, with is 15. It more, is it more than 12? It's 15. I was actually going to say it's about 12 bucks. Okay. I, I have another question. Okay. How many orders of Taco Bell do you make in a week? Two? Three? <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. But, but during, uh, the, during the first couple weeks of shutdown, oh, all of them? Uh, there was one week I had it five straight days. Yeah. It, the fact that we can't get Taco Bell to sponsor this podcast is ridiculous. Uh, I, I've <laughs> have we asked? I, you know, we just at them on social media. Yeah. yeah, I will say as a vegetarian, they have amazing options. Right, like, the like, bean burrito yeah. is fire, well, bro. But, no, but you can get their cheesy gooder to crunch with beans, and it's it's just as good, if not better. You know, they have a black bean <laughs> quesarito that is fire. I've had it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. Uh, I, <laughs> We, we, you know what, Adam's right. We should just find out who to reach out to directly. I'll, fig- I'll try and figure it out. I'll, you know what? I will. I, I mean, we shout them out enough. All I want is a fifty dollars gift card a couple a couple times a month. We, we clearly shout them out enough because one of our listeners, as a Christmas <laughs> present, thought that a seventy five dollars Taco Bell gift card was the best thing to send us. I want the ba- <laughs> no. I want the Baja soda to to change its name to the Sonder Baja soda. Bro, Mountain Dew can deal with it. Hey, can we make a Baja? Hey, yeah, how do you feel about doing a Baja Blast, you betcha? What is Baja Blast even, like, flavored? I don't is, know. Is it, like, It's got to be just, like, some sort of powder. It reminds right? me of Hawaii. Yeah, but that's because the word Baja is in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baja that, reminds me of California, not Hawaii. But uh, the, well, neither of those I things agree. have anything to do that with the flavor, right? <laughs> so It just makes me think of, like, surfing. Okay, so, so being... Uh, First time on the podcast. Yeah. And we're talking about Taco Bell. And you guys make beer. Uh-huh. Have you thought about making a, a, a Taco Bell beer? Or a Mexican inspired beer? People people have done it. I've seen it. Well, but not like a Mexican lager, but like a No, they've done a Taco Bell inspired beer. Like a bean burrito beer. Ooh. Wow. We had that hot sauce Ooh. Berliner at uh Chase, let's do this. He's on to something. Come on. <laughs> like a hot sauce beer? I don't know. I'm remember, just remember that hot sauce Berliner at yeah. Weldworks? Yeah, we awesome. can we can age it in a hot sauce barrel. It was something. I loved it. I know it you did. Something. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Adam? I had it. I don't like it. I didn't like it either. Is this gonna be our collaboration <laughs> with with uh with the Ohio Beer Council? Uh, uh no. <laughs> uh, I'm just here for the bad ideas. <laughs> so, Sean, uh, thanks for the thanks for the gift, my man. We should have Sean awesome. on. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, we should. We yeah, absolutely we can, should. We'll buy him Taco Bell with his gift card that he gave Dude, us. Come on, <laughs> hey, uh, Sean. I know you're you're a regular listener. Thank you for that. Next time you're going to be 
uh, around in Cincinnati, text me. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah. That'd be I'm dope. in for that. That'd be dope. Thanks, dude. Yeah. And, and you also buy him some Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Well, we will, we will use Treat the, the Taco whole brewery. Bell. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, come on. It, it was addressed to the Sounder Stories crew. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, $75 will not go as far as you think. No, it doesn't. I usually spend 15 actually. It will oh, go. my God. What are you guys getting? Well, so, with, with, so with Haley, but she'll get like one item, and I'll get... Haley's like $3 of that, maybe. So you're both at 12 it, Usually, I get like three cheesy Yuri See, that's... So here's the thing. It can go far if you make it, right? But But... They've, I mean, that's just like soft tacos or hard tacos at this point. Like a quesarito's four bucks. I feel like I, I feel like I eat like a king for eight dollars. You're just getting what a Doritos Locos taco and a bean I know, burrito. I normally a, get a uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, three ninety five, and two Doritos Locos tacos. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the other ones? I do and two Doritos Locos tacos. Doritos Locos are two twenty nine. And Those are two twenty nine. No way you are just pulling that. What? Out I promise. Look it up right now. Are you serious? I love Doritos Locos. Uh, tacos. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we'll Segment let, three. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doritos Locos tacos are two twenty nine. Please hold. So, so then I'm I'm right at like nine dollars. Yeah, I, I'm I'm allegedly allegedly. <laughs> you had to use allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> A Crunchwrap Supreme might be four ninety five though. It's either three ninety five or four ninety five. But you scare me when we talk about Taco Bell on this podcast. <laughs> 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 Hit me. Uh, you said Crunch Wrap Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. What's your guess? Uh, I thought it was three ninety five. Is it closest without going over? Yes. Well, Justin was well, the only one that guessed. Does anybody else have a guess? If it's if it's close without going over, I would say it's four twenty nine. I'm gonna say. I don't know if it's. I'm gonna say four eighty six. I have no idea. Uh, one dollar. No, it's definitely at least. $1. It's TacoBell.com says it is three dollars. And 69 cents. Oh, come on. I was pretty close. That's not bad. What is a Doritos Locos Taco? I'm pretty sure it's two twenty nine. No, it's got to be under $2. No. Yeah. A Supreme or a regular? No, just a regular. Oh, yeah. Regular is two twenty nine. I'm pretty sure. Nacho cheese Doritos Locos Tacos. $2.29. $1.89. Let's like, go. I feel Let's like go. they're giving the lowest the lowest possible price. For sure, because case. it's got to be it's got to be changed. Yeah. We live in Cincinnati, though. It's the, the, the Supreme. Where are you going to get cheaper Taco Supreme Bell Supreme is $2.39. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Supreme. All right. Listen, I will, uh, I'm sure I will be there sometime in the next couple of days. I'll take a photo of the one that I go to. So you can you take can a picture see. of your receipt and I'll post it on? Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the next time we record, like around dinner time, we'll, I'll head to Taco Bell first. Yeah. That, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> or, yeah. Maybe the next time we do like a twofer. Uh yeah, we'll just split the two podcasts with a uh, Taco Bell dinner. Yeah, come on, we'll make it Let's work. Let's go. Uh, All right. By no. the way, Taco Bell. This is this. Um, I can't even fake it. I'm, I was going to say this is your last chance to, to sponsor us. No, anytime it, you want to reach out to open. us, we'll yeah. we'll allow you to sponsor this podcast. We're <laughs> pretty cheap, by the way. Yeah, uh, it will take very little. <laughs> Chase will do it for one taco. For himself. That's right. That's what he said. He would do it for a cheesy gordita crunch. Well, I figured it would at least be an introduction. Like, (laughs) We'll do it for a nine-cent, 11-foot whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. Let's hit it. What are you listening to? What are you listening to?
Okay, so we've got a couple of noobs to the podcast. And, and Jen texted me her submission as well. Perfect. So uh, She had to scoot to take uh, the kiddos to soccer. Yeah. So this is a segment that we started on the podcast a few months ago, guys. Um, we, we here not only love beer, uh, we also love music. And so uh, we started with Sonder Stories, a playlist. Uh, anytime we have anybody, any new episode, we all share. And then anytime we have somebody else on, we like them to share. Uh, just give us a song right now that you've got on repeat uh, that you uh, that you've been listening, you've been jamming out to. Can I give you an album? Absolutely, sure. Run the Jewels. You, you do RTJ four. Yeah, What's I know you love Run the, the Jewels. What's your favorite song on the album? So we can add the pl- that song to the playlist. You, by the way, you introduced me to Run the Jewels a couple years ago. It's uh, a great band, and and I. Uh, I think I'm it's uh, currently right now. It's uh, holy Kalama fuck. Okay, yeah, love that. Yep, it's a great song. <laughs> uh, I love Yankee and the Brave a lot. I think you've mentioned that on here, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll get started while all of you, uh, while all of you are, are still kind of thinking right now, and I want to go before Danny, even though I know we won't have the same one. We just always rotate. Yeah, I'm going with a throwback today, so you're good. Uh, mine is seasonal. Okay. Uh, my favorite Christmas song. Ooh, good choice. Is uh, don't say it. No, no, I don't think it's going to be the one. It's it's a uh, White Christmas from the Drifters, and that's the Home Alone version. Huh. The <laughs> that is my favorite Christmas song, and it always just takes me back to a memory as a child. And so I've just been listening. I've been playing it a lot for my kids. Uh, we listen to it on the way to on the way to school. So that's what I've got on repeat right now. Uh, so I have Jen's submission. Yep. Um, one of them girls by Bryce Lee. Okay. So something she's jamming to right now. Okay. Um, and then, so Spotify wrapped just came out where it kind of like highlights your like top songs from the year. Yep. So whenever that comes out, I also like to go back to like previous years, like top, like, like my top playlist or my top songs from different years. And uh, every single year, I have one song that always makes it onto my Spotify Wrapped. The same one every year. Yeah, it's okay. one of my favorite songs of all time. It's "Faster Ride" by Cartel. Okay. And it's one of my favorite songs because it takes me back to a memory. We were driving to spring break my junior year of college, and we're heading down to Georgia. And it was like my turn to have the aux cord. And, like, my friends are like, oh, this music's fine, whatever. It was a lot of, like, pop punk stuff. And for whatever reason, this song came on. We, like, loved it. And it ended up being, like, the song, the trip. Like, we overplayed it. Like, yeah, we played of course. It. Like, we would go to parties, and, like, I would take over the ox and play this. And, like, our team would go nuts, and no one else gave a shit. So it's just, like, a funny song that I always like, and it ends up on my Spotify playlist every year. Love it. Chase? Uh, well, Kevin brought up the Cato label, and I, I feel bad because that is actually one of my favorite labels. I actually only have two stickers on my computer, and one is the Cato label, although now it's not because I, I broke my, my screen and had to get replaced, by the way. <laughs> I, I, found, I found out. <laughs> Anyways, $500 later. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. wasn't. Uh, thanks yeah. a lot, Apple Store. Yeah, thank you, Apple Store. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with, uh, so anyways, uh, the Cato label brought me back to Ethiopia, and and uh, Cato's uh, heritage, and uh, I'm gonna go with Bob Marley. Uh, Time will tell. Nice. nice, I like that song. Uh, so uh, my kids have been listening to a lot of music, and so we've been 
you know, home a lot, and so I've listened to a lot of their music, and I think they really need to be broadened. So I created uh, an essential dad playlist for my kids <laughs> yes, because they, they need to know they need to know uh, they need music. to broaden their musical horizons, right? Yeah. So the one I really chose and I played for my my uh, middle child, my son, a lot is Mary Had a Little Lamb by Stevie Ray Vaughan, the live version on oh. Live Alive. Nice. And uh, it's it's a killer version, one I would highly recommend. Uh, it's way better on the live version, by the way. Totally I, it's agree. it's good studio as well, but, but the, the, the live, live version. Awesome. I agree with that. Yeah. We, we were talking about that live album on the way. Yeah. Driving, I have that album on vinyl, by the way. Ooh. I do. On, on vinyl? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've listened to that Live Alive album a million times. It's mm-hmm. probably my favorite live album of all time all right chase you said you've never heard it are you a fan of stevie ray vaughn yeah yeah nice um okay um well i think uh i think this wraps it thanks guys for being on the show you know this fun guys thank you fun thank you fun yeah uh it's cool to have you guys here uh we'll uh we'll we'll, do it again cheers yeah heck yeah let's do it uh does everybody have beers because it's bad luck to cheers to an empty glass so Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers.